Hello, Hugh Grant fans, and welcome to Hughes News, a Taking Hugh for Granted bonus podcast. Hughes News aims to keep you right up to date with everything Hugh Grant, from an announcement he signed on to do a new project, right down to him doing a particularly saucy tweet. If it's big Hugh Grant news, we want you to know about it. The big news today is Hugh Grant went to Comic-Con. I'm Diggory Waite, and to discuss this with me, I'm joined by my fellow horse and hound correspondent, Oscar Beardmore. Great, Oscar, how the bloody hell are you doing today, mate? I'm very well, Diggory. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, it feels good. It feels like we're doing this on a semi-more regular basis at the moment. There's just so much bloody Hugh Grant news happening that it just feels like the podcast is just basically back to where it was, back at its best. I know. I mean, you you would think that this was a, a quiet period, the summer, you know, but it seems like yeah, we are we are back on the airways, uh, well and proper, which is uh, great fun. Yes, with semi regularity as well. Much like Hugh Grant will soon be on our screens with semi regularity. Do you reckon that makes me think actually? Because obviously we've got Dungeon Dragons coming up. We've got the fucking weird Frosties film coming mm. up as well. We've also got obviously Wonka, which is still not confirmed that he's going to be that. But there's loads of shit down the line. And Operation Fortune. Operation Fortune, of course. After they've got rid of the Ukrainians in it, um, not in that way, but. I wonder whether they won't do another death to 2022, will they? I think I think that, yeah, I think that ship has sailed now. I think so. I think so. We can see it, you know, going off into the night. Maybe we should um, get on to today's uh, big piece of news. Mm. Hugh Grant went to this year's Comic-Con. Mm. What do you know about Comic-Con? <laughs> well, I was hoping I was going to ask you that because the answer is not <laughs> a lot. Um, but it's a big... Is a big com is the, the biggest kind of comic book festival based in yeah. San Diego, is my understanding, and it's the first time that Hugh Grant has been invited to it. Obviously, because he's normally doing things like Sense and Sensibility, not Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically the biggest nerdy convention in the world, and now that like Marvel has taken off and all the superhero films and stuff, like loads of people go to it, loads more than ever. And it's really big. So something like Dungeons & Dragons, a new movie, is the perfect thing for it. It does feel like a big nerdy convention for big fat nerds is the last place that Hugh Grant would want to be. Um, which is why I was so surprised that he actually went there. Mm. So the, the big thing, I suppose, for people who are excited for Dungeons & Dragons, like ourselves, was the trailer. They released a trailer for it. What did you think about the trailer? Here's the thing. We're a team of thieves. And when you do this, you're bound to make enemies. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge. I thought it was, I thought it looked really, really exciting. I don't know about yes. you, but yeah, you know, we've got. I, I think we here we've got the sort of perfect dynamic: someone who hasn't played Dungeons and Dragons and someone who has. So you're like the yeah. expert, and I'm like the guy who doesn't really know what's going on and coming at this like Hugh Grant would have done, like not having yeah. any clue really the premise well i know the premise but i don't really know the sort of tactics and the strategy and all the kind of nerd stuff that goes along in the background mm. but it's a really fun trailer and you really get a, a sense of the comedy that's going to be in it and i think it's going to suit you perfectly and the popularity of this trailer is crazy like this is going to be a big big film that this mm. the, the, this trailer was released like a week ago and it has 17 million views on youtube oh my god wow like this thing is gonna be it's gonna pop off it's gonna pop off um mm. but yeah what did you think 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, so I have to be honest, I've played Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't think I will know all the ins and outs like other people will. I've seen some of the comments from mm. real Dungeons and Dragons fans, and you're like, oh my God. And there's like videos being like, analyzing the Dungeons and Dragons film. You know, here's all the 148,000 Easter eggs we've seen. Um, and there's something like stuff like, you know, there's a dragon in it makes sense and it's spitting instead of fire it's spitting like mud and everyone's like oh my god they brought the mud dragon um (laughs) things i think something like that i don't bloody know so it's all very exciting um anyway that's by the by what i would say is it does look action-packed it does look really quite funny which is good and something that made me feel better about it is hugh grant said in one of his interviews at comic-con he was like listen i got this script through i thought Dungeons and Dragons, I don't do shit like this. Like, this isn't me. And he'd read the script and he thought, that's hilarious. This is really genuinely very funny. He even said um, that it, it was like they, they'd been brought up on Monty Python, which I think for Hugh Grant, um, as you know, a staunch British English man himself, to talk about such a comedic cornerstone for British comedy and say that this film was at all like that, I think is actually a really big thing. So it'd be interesting to see if it does live up to that hype. Mm, definitely and talking of easter egg sticks um it's quite Mm. funny you mentioned that because i feel like you talk about easter eggs on this podcast quite a lot and there was a good interview that came out with uh, chris pine and hugh grant where chris is like describing what an easter egg is to hugh who clearly doesn't Mm. know i mean clearly hugh hasn't listened to our podcast otherwise he would know (laughs) um but (laughs) yeah that I, i for I guess for people who don't know what an Easter egg is, it's kind of like little gems within the film that only like mm. hardcore fans would get. And I yeah. think obviously Dungeons and Dragons is like the nerdy, the nerdy stuff where there are a million little references within the kind of grander themes of the film that you're like, mm. that, that's for those hardcore fans. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what a, a Hugh Grant Easter egg would be. I guess like... <sighs> Ooh. Oh, they have there to must put be... a Hugh Grant Easter egg in Dungeons and Dragons. They have to be like a reference to like oh. Notting Hill or like Bridget Jones's Diary or something like that. Yeah, that'd be so sick because I suppose what would be a Hugh Grant Easter egg was, is it in Notting Hill? Don't they reference that he had an American girlfriend? Uh, an American girlfriend? Yes. They mention, I think, is it in that one? And I think what they're referencing is his girlfriend or wife in four weddings and a funeral. Oh no, they might even say his American wives. They might be, do you know, that might be an Easter egg where it's like, because they, mm. they say it's not the a sequel to four weddings and a funeral, but it's definitely like, they say it's a spiritual sequel or whatever, but that might be a little Easter egg in there. That that might mm. be known as an Easter egg for Hugh Grant fans. The other, the other Easter egg for us is things like, he always seems to call effect, like people that he is affectionate to bunny. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is quite a fun one. That's one. So basically, the universe is our like collection of these Easter eggs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, him always wanting to fucking kill Ben Wishaw or shag him. Um, <laughs> the, the extremes of emotion that are going on as well. Maybe Ben Wishaw will just turn up in uh, Dungeons oh. and Dragons, and Hugh will like put a sword through his throat. Yeah, that'd be sick. I'd love that. That'd be really cool. I mean, it'd be, I-, I wonder if they would do that. Like, like. Um, Orlando Bloom in a film called Black Hawk Down. You're like, oh, sick, Orlando Bloom's in this film. And he immediately dies. And you're like, okay, sick, Orlando Bloom's not in this film anymore. It'd be like that. And that'd be fun. So you mentioned that you'd seen some of his comments at, at, at Comic-Con. Do you see anything else that, that Hugh Grant said or anyone said about the film that you enjoyed? Yes, Diggs. There was a, an extremely saucy comment that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, had everyone, it had everyone rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. Um, I think he was doing an interview with um, Entertainment Weekly, I believe. Mm. 
and they're mm. sat around a sofa and and they're sort of going through the cast are going through their Dungeons and Dragons experiences and whether they grew up playing, et cetera, et cetera. And, you mm. know, Chris Pine had never really played, his nephew had played, um, other stars had played, and then they get to Hugh and they're like, I was about to say, I'm dying to know if Hugh has ever played D&D. Well, I was a dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more S&M and less D&D. <laughs> hey! Hey! hey. The English version. <laughs> this then became sort of a theme throughout the the weekend. They were asked more questions about this. They said, "They said, oh, Hugh, have you ever played?" And he said, "No, but me and Chris Pine are going to play tonight, um, alone, naked, in my trailer. Um, things like that." And it just kept going. I mean, some of the stuff. I don't know how many of these things you've seen, but. It, it's really interesting to see them when they do these because they, they've got the five, I think the party of four or five um, people, mm. like the main characters and Hugh. And it's really interesting because you, you'll see all these roundtable discussions and Hugh is, he strikes such a, such a um, creepy uncle might be the worst <laughs> way to say it. But he does strike a very fascinating figure. He's always, he's it, maybe it's, it's the awkward uncle. It's like the, the sort of like, oh God, this guy's come, come along for the ride. Who is this guy? <laughs> Exactly, and he's just sort of like shuffling in. Apart from and he's so incredibly he's... famous. Exactly, and and the wittiest and funniest of the lot, and best looking, but anyway, and most talented. But anyway, but he's he's always so check it out. He's always sat on the edge. He's always seemed to be asked questions last, and whenever he starts speaking, the others seem to squirm. And I think maybe the, my favourite of this, and talking about the you know whole S and M Dungeons and Dragons thing. Um, they're asked in this, they did this big discussion in front of an audience of people and there was a big, this Q&A and this kid stands up. He can't be older than eight years old. And he says, he says, he's, he asked the cast if they could keep one souvenir from the set, what would they keep? And everyone says their thing. And eventually someone goes, Hugh, what would you take? And then the, another one goes, now remember, Hugh, this is a child asking the question. <laughs> so they have to even preface it with that. And Hugh goes, uh, for many years, I always take home a couple of extras. <laughs> Extra costumes. Yeah. Uh, I've got quite a few now. <laughs> and I, on this one, I've got a couple of very pretty uh, extras. I'm very, very pleased with. They're in my dungeon now. <laughs> this is at home. Oscar has just put his his hands in front of his eyes. His hands in front of his face. And there's a great clip that I've I've got the picture up. We'll have to put it out on our Instagram of like exactly what I'm talking about. The rest of the cast with their literal, literally with their head in their hands as Hugh's speaking. And the only person who's looking is Chris Pine, but he's looking upwards, sort of being like, I can't believe he's just said that. <laughs> and that is them in every single interview. Like, I've written everything you said down here, and there's just too much. Like, I've written pages of, of all of his one liners and crackers, and they're great. But obviously, also, I think, I do sort of wonder, if I'm being completely honest, whether the rest of the cast are a bit like, who is this guy like he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's so inappropriate i mean like if you hadn't met him before and and you have you have to say it worries me a little bit that hugh is he, he's treading the line of getting himself cancelled <laughs> yeah i know the dungeon comment it's not good it's um, not good but he's, oh god he's he's treading that line i mean it probably just shows that all these people like he's just i think hugh just hates the press junkets like and he has to yeah. have he has to have something 
that entertains him. Like he he's yes. he's like sitting on this comment for like half an hour because he knows he has to mm. sit through these like hour long discussions where he's going to literally be the focus of attention for two minutes. So he's like, if they're going to yeah. they're going to yeah. focus on me for two minutes, I'm going to make this good. But I can't believe he answered an eight year old boy with that. That oh, is priceless, mate. This kid cannot be older than eight. Like it's so, and it is really funny. And the thing is, ultimately, it's harmless. And but I just suppose you know. It, it, you, it's right we're teetering on the edge and it's just it's not good anyway oscar we did get some actually quite interesting stuff about his character because because to be honest the one problem with the trailer is he's not fucking in it he's, he's literally in it for, in it two for seconds. like two seconds it's like the editor's been like being told don't don't forget about don't forget hughes in this you gotta put two oh, seconds he, Oh shit, Hughes in this. Fuck. Okay, yeah. I mean, because I sort of thought to myself, shit, is he going to be in this at all? And then I and then I saw all the interviews and stuff. I was like, no, Hughes there. He has to be. He's in the press junket, so he he's got to be a big part of the film. Um, and he, Hugh Grant, by his own volition, says this. Uh, he plays a charming con man, which for um, Dungeons and Dragons fans out there, it turns out he is the class of a rogue. But um, he didn't know what a rogue was. He said, people keep asking me these questions. I have no clue. I don't know why I'm here. Um, so anyway, that, that's by the by. But um, he falls in with the party who trust him, although they are wrong to. So basically, yeah, rogue, con man, charming, ultimately the villain. But again, when asked whether he's the villain, Hugh Grant said, I think I'm a lot more, you know, nuanced than that. Um, whereas the rest of the cast all said he's definitely an antagonist, um, if anything, an antagonist narcissist. Um, whether they were talking about his character or him, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you're listening to Hugh Grant taking Hugh for granted on the radio. Hugh Grant taking Hugh for granted, oh, the podcast show. Another piece of order for today is maybe some sad news. I'll be interested to see what you think of this. So Hugh Grant was due to be in something called Chaos, mm. where he was playing uh, Zeus, the god of gods, the Greek god of gods, in this sort of modern-day retelling of Greek mythology. However, Hugh Grant has pulled out of the Netflix show due to scheduling conflicts and has been replaced by Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Thoughts and feelings, please. My sense is that potentially... Hugh has dodged a bullet here. I think so. I think, I think that's exactly right. After we recorded last time, um, and I was a lot more gung-ho about the idea of Hugh playing Zeus, but I think I've, I've come around to the fact that maybe that was like one step too far in this in this sort of craziness of Hugh's mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Naissance. Um, I think the Dungeons role is, is, a, is a much better suited role for him uh, than mm. playing kind of the god of gods um interesting that jeff goldblum has been cast because he's sort of uh, you know he's the same era sort of like kind of an oldish guy um Mm. i just can't think of (laughs) whenever i think of jeff goldblum now i just think of hugh and jeff in um nine months and that oh my god yes yeah it's just like a great like little it's just amazing that those two like get a hangout in their like prime years, and like Jeff has got like mm. I think they both have earrings in. It's like very rogue. yeah, um, yeah. It is because does doesn't Hugh start wearing an earring because he thinks that will make him hot? Yeah, and then Jeff and yeah, and it's because he's hanging out. With, and Jeff Goldblum is absolutely ripped. If I'm not mistaken, he's current, constantly wearing a shirt all the way unbuttoned, and I'm like, wow, he's hot. And obviously Hugh's at his prime as well. Yeah, God, I forgot about that. That's amazing. Mm. But what? How about you, Diggs? Did you have the same the same thought as me about this? 
Yeah, I mean, like like I said at the time, I was the only the only saving grace with this was I the the writer slash creator made a really good TV show here in the UK called Any of the Fucking World. Check it out. It's made with Netflix and Channel Four. Was brilliant. So that was the only saving grace. Otherwise, if when you say Greek mythology, I'm sort of like, is this Hugh's wheelhouse? And if you say a modern day retelling, I sort of think, uh oh, alarm bells are ringing. This could be bad. And the fact that they've replaced him with Jeff Goldblum sort of makes me even more worried because I'm sort of like, okay, so you don't really have the clearest vision, I'd say, for what you're actually looking for, for this main character to be. I mean, because Jeff Goldblum will, you know, be sort of like this. He's sort of charming, but in a more like, kind of way. Whereas whereas he would be, he would be, a lot more what I feel like Zeus would be, which is this is like old, grumpy, you know, dickhead basically whereas mm. i don't know i don't know whether jeff goldblum will have that level of assurity and sternness and gravitas um but also complete sort of um insecurity that mm. Hugh would definitely be able to bring mm. and what also worried me i suppose about it was that Hugh was gonna be the main man which i know some people are like what do you mean but i think what what's been so delicious about this renaissance is that even in films that he's done such as Florence Foster Jenkins, he's sort of cast as the side character a little bit because, you know, and I think he's doing, you know, in Paddington 2, he did this. Um, he's a supporting actor. He's a supporting actor. And he does so well in these character roles to come in and steal the show. And, and you know, a hero is only as good as his villain. And we are seeing some great villains from Hugh at the moment. And so I think that is the my only issue with that mm. as well is that that worried me um so hopefully bullet dodge but also could just be scheduling conflicts but i just something feels like it's not you know some i i feel like that is a very easy excuse that's the kind of excuse maybe maybe it's contract negotiations that kind of thing like yeah I, yeah there, there's a whole plethora of reasons why someone might pull out of something like this but um mm. You know, an easy way to resolve it to the public is, you know, he's too busy. That's why they keep on turning us down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Hugh can't possibly have an interview with you guys right now. He's just a bit busy. And we're like, yeah, go on then. That's fine. He doesn't seem too busy to go to Wimbledon with his wife <laughs> or, you know, go to Comic-Con with some bloody, I don't know, dungeons and dustpans. Yeah, or he'll fly all the way to San Diego, but he won't get on a Zoom call for 10 minutes. Jesus. Well, I'm taking you, I'm taking you for granted. Well, I'm taking you, well, I'm taking you for granted. Third and final piece on the agenda for today's issue of Hughes News is about something called Scoop, which hasn't even bloody been made yet, and I don't even know if it's been written. But essentially... You, you all obviously remember this. Someone, for our international listeners, Prince Andrew in this country, it was alleged that he had sex with someone named Virginia Roberts uh, whilst when she was 17 years old. And he had ties with uh, the now disgraced millionaire Jeffrey Epstein and his girlfriend who they created this big conspiratorial... Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, yeah, ring. Anyway, Prince Andrew decided to do this mental interview with um, Emily Maitlis, our Lord and Saviour of BBC Newsnight, Emily Maitlis, in which he essentially dug his own grave. And it was, I think it was in 
Buckingham Palace uh, in the drawing room of Buckingham Palace where this all took place. So he invited BBC in, they sat down, had this interview where he said he literally couldn't sweat, all these sorts of crazy things. So they want to make this TV show called Scoop, which you know, goes into all that, where Hugh Grant would play Prince Andrew. Loads of papers here started saying that Hugh Grant was um, their top name on the list. But Hugh Grant tweeted one of these saying, uh, no, I'm not in talks to play them. I've never heard of it. So there you go. Any thoughts or feelings on that? Well, yeah, just that don't believe what you read in the papers, especially the tabloids, because they make a hell of a lot of stuff up. Um, yeah. This being one of them. I mean, what would be in it for Hugh to play this, really? Not a whole lot. Um, and also, like, what is a film going to look like for this? It's like one sit-down interview. Surely a documentary would be better where you, like, you know, you interview the people who secured the interview. You interview Emily Maitlis about how she was feeling before it. And then you have all these mm. kind of, like, you know, like, you know, like the royal documentaries where you have these random, like experts columnists in the sun and the you know the royal yeah. editor of the daily mail who like give their bullshit opinion about <laughs> Meghan Markle yeah. or something but like that kind of documentary I'm not quite sure how a film would work in this sense um but yeah I mean you know I, that's the power these days that social media Twitter has is that you know mm. you can set the record straight which is which is good because yeah you know instantly it's good for us as well like otherwise we were getting all excited being like oh you might be in playing another role and you know it would be interesting to see this film and and if he was cast in it but it's good that he can just be like uh, nah yeah exactly i mean it's funny hearing you say that about the documentary as well and these like sort of people they interviewed like, historians and stuff i'm thinking of Tennyson foss um hugh grant <laughs> would be foss obviously would be ideal being interviewed being like, and what you've got to think about is prince andrew was really there in game of thrones or whatever the fuck he'd say because it was a weird character but anyway yeah i, the, the, I, I suppose in, in some ways though him playing Prince Andrew might work just because he obviously played Nigel, not Nigel Thornbury, who's the fucking guy? <laughs> um, Thorpe. Yes, Jeremy Thorpe. Jeremy Thorpe, yeah, who obviously, you know, tried to literally have someone murdered. Mm. Um, yes. And was a politician who tried to have someone murdered and all that sort of stuff. And there was that illicit um, homosexual affair they had. So... I think this would probably be in a similar-ish vein to that. And I think that's what they're probably imagining is something very similar to a very, a very English, English scandal. scandal. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, I don't think it's the maybe the maddest thing in the world because you do have this crazy interview, but I suppose it's all about why he did it beforehand and I guess the fallout after that because obviously things have gone from bad to worse now for Prince Andrew after this. You know, I think he's sort of, he now doesn't do any public work with the Queen or the Royal Family. Yeah, but he's still trying to get his big butt in there every time. You know, every time there's like, uh, you know the jubilee and stuff he was kind of went rogue and like well no do you, do you remember he, he was he was announced he had covid the week before oh really we had our big jubilee yeah well a few days before it was like oh no prince andrew's got covid it's like no he fucking doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have covid you just don't want to have to say we're not inviting him because he's a massive nonce <laughs> sorry i should probably take that out alleged nonce um it's interesting but the thing is i wonder whether because this particular thing that he retweeted said I think what happened was, basically, I wonder whether some of these uh, news outlets got carried away. I think it was Deadline who first said that Hugh Grant was, you know, top of their list, and it was unconfirmed. Mm. And other news outlets ran with this, and it was the one, I think, from Hallow magazine that he retweeted, where they had said that he was in talks. And he said, no, I'm not in talks. I've never heard of it. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't being first on the list mm. um so i wonder whether potentially there there might still be a very very slim chance that well now you know you're on the list but like do you want to do it but the problem is i wonder whether that tweet is now 
ruined any chances of him being in it. Yeah, I, I'm sort of thinking that Deadline is actually not a particularly reliable source, but um, mm. we've been we've been saying it's quite reliable. But maybe we got to um, in future be a bit more careful. Um, one one other piece of news, Diggs, that you, maybe you haven't Ooh. seen. Um, yeah, hit me. But last week, I think it was last week, um, I saw some rumors again, just rumors. Okay, um, that there may be a fourth Bridget Jones movie. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. What where were these rumors? They're on deadline.com. I don't believe it. Uh they weren't on deadline. Just I think I saw them on Twitter or, or somewhere. Um, but mm. lots of people reporting, you know, reporting in in quotes um yeah. that um you know Rene Zellweger will be making a comeback as Bridget Jones. Um whether or not that would obviously include a comeback for Hugh Grant and Colin Firth is a is another question entirely. Yeah. Um, but either way, that would be exciting to 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 have a Bridget Jones. Either way, I mean, we go and, we go and see it regardless, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely, definitely, because it's you know so so big in Hugh Grant's career, and also the films are great, whether we like them or not. Like maybe we revive Colin Firth things first if Hugh Grant wasn't in it, and just do a second episode of that. Um, but that would be very very interesting. And I and again, we know how why he didn't do the third one because he was he was still not happy with the script and that sort of stuff so if they are to do it a fourth time around and he because he you know spoiler alert he may may well still be alive mm. they sort of left that as a little you know thing at the end of the film so if they do do a fourth one get make sure it's written it's written well and both him and Emma Thompson come back because Emma Thompson was the, one of the best things about that third one as well mm. yeah maybe they shag I don't know that'd be cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, so I'm very excited I really hope that comes true I'd rather he played uh, Daniel Cleaver again than fucking Prince Andrew. Yeah, 100%. There you go. Well, what a, what a way to end. Yeah, um, I think we got through all the, all the news. Indeed, indeed. Um, if there's any more news that we haven't been made aware of, please do let us know. You can contact us. We're at Taking Hugh for Granted on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Taking Hugh on Twitter. We are Taking Hugh for Granted at gmail.com on the email. That's maybe the quickest I've ever said all that. Um, leave us a ratings or review on iTunes or Spotify. You can thumbs us up now. Give us five stars. Um, we'd appreciate that. Wherever you're listening to us now, firstly, let us know. It's very nice to hear from you guys, but also give us a rating. We, that really helps. Other than that, I guess we'll see you next time for some more Hughes News. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. This is the end of Hughes News. We hope you feel very Hughes News. About Hugh Grant. Hughes News. And everything is very Hughes News. And now it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Hughes News is a Taking Hugh for Granted production and is produced, edited, and presented by Diggory Waite and Oscar Beardmore-Gray. The producers of Taking Hugh for Granted would like to state that this podcast is in no way associated with the actor Hugh John Mungo Grant, nor does it endorse his views or represent him in any way. Instead, by creating this podcast, Oscar and Diggory hope to celebrate Hugh's illustrious career, reliving his old classics and shedding light on some of his hidden gems. Hugh? If you're listening, we hope you approve.